Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Orgullo Hispano. This is a podcast put on by the Hispanic Leaders Network. My name is Hector Sabido, and I. before we introduce our guest for today, I do want to thank our sponsors that have made Orgullo Hispano possible. We'd like to thank the Leadership Empowerment Group, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, and of course, TFNB, Your Bank for Life. Thank you, sponsors, for all of your time, dedication, and investment in Orgullo Hispano. Uh, but I would like to introduce our guest for today. I am sitting next to Isabella Lozano. Uh, Isabella is a native Wacoan, and I'm going to let her tell you about her story. But, I mean, this young lady, a native Wacoan, a Waco ISD a graduate, uh, is finishing her college career in a couple of weeks, entrepreneur, I mean, um, and so many more things. And so, Isabella, thank you so much uh, for being here today. I appreciate your time and 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 willingness to be in attendance today. Of course. Thank you so much, Hector and Hispanic Leaders Network, for having me with you all. So we want to start off with... Um, if people don't know you, which I would have, I would find that very hard <laughs> to believe. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, Isabella. Sure thing. So I'm Isabella Lozano. Uh -huh. I was born and raised here in Waco, Texas. I'm a 2018, class 2018, University High School graduate. Trojan. So once a Trojan, always a Trojan. <laughs> a product of Waco ISD. Um, I'm currently at Texas A&M University finishing up my degree uh -huh. in um, electronic systems engineering. And I'll graduate in December, Lord willing. Everything happens well, right? And um, the owner of Hope by Isabella. So I have a small business that works with local artisans in Mexico. And I sell beautiful handmade garments awesome. here in the Waco and Central Texas community. So we'll get to Hope by Isabella um, in a little bit because yeah. my wife is a fan. So <laughs> we have a lot of your products in our home. Uh, but tell us a little bit. So your dad is uh from mexico yes sí. your mom is first generation american so her parents are from mexico tell us the upbringing that you had and and how it was you know being raised i mean because even in a predominantly spanish-speaking home uh how were you and your family your brothers raised and tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind sure so um spanish was my first language up to the age of seven um, now I struggle with the Spanglish. I'm not as great in Spanish and not as great as English. I still kind of mixture, but I am 100% bilingual, fluent. As much as I try, I try, I try to read and write it. Um, growing up, we were, you know, mainly Spanish. My grandparents, as you stated, were born in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So there was no other form of communication with them. It was all Spanish. And to this day, my grandmother says that she refuses to learn English because then her great grandbabies and grandbabies won't know Spanish. Sure. And sure. Um, we were in a loving Christian home, my, you know, two parent household. We were here in South Waco. My brother now lives in that home that we were raised in, our childhood home. And now, 
um, we were in my mom's childhood home. So my parents, we are all a really tight-knit family sure. and have tried to maintain together in the same small South Waco community here. Um, it was awesome, loving home. My mom has always been in education, mm-hmm. so she was in some school or someone knew her. My teacher, principal knew her, right? right so right. it wasn't much trouble or curiosity that could go on at school with her being so close to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome. I, me and my older brothers, so I have two older brothers, and I'm the only girl, so I was always the consentida. You know, I was right. loved and preferred because right. I was the only girl. And La princesa de papá. <laughs> yes, so I would do everything with papi, and uh, my mom was always in school, which was the only thing that has now allowed us opportunity sure. to further our education as her children. T- so, t- tell us about your mom yes. going back to school, if you don't mind. So my mother was a mother of three, working a full-time job and being a full-time student mm-hmm. at McLennan Community College, our local mm-hmm. college here. And I just remember um, if it wasn't my dad braiding my hair in the morning before his shift, you know, it was my mom really late overlooking my homework and making sure it was accurate. And um, we both uh, we both had a great relationship with both my parents and they were both very well, you know, they mm-hmm. were there with us, but it, they still struggled to, you know, just give our, their full attention to us sure. just because of those daily battles with school and like I said, she was a full-time student and a full-time mom. Whenever we didn't have a babysitter, my dad was working extra late. Um, she would take me. The boys could stay home. You know, they right, were they were older. They were older. They were um, had their friends. They would go to the boys. You know, their mm-hmm. friend's house or or my cousin or uncle would hang out with them. But you know me, I'm the the baby, so I'd go with Mama um, Lozano, and she would take me to school with her yeah. and. Her struggle has shown me and motivated me, like, you know, do it while I'm young. Go to school before I get married, before right. I have babies. And I'm not saying that it's bad, sure, but, you know, there's sure. different battles that Absolutely. come with that. And I was firsthand experiencing that with my mom. And every time that she went through something, she was like, you know, for y'all to learn that I do this for y'all and I sacrifice so much. And vice versa with my dad. He was working late hours and he was like, you know, I want y'all to go to school and further right. education. So y'all don't have to battle and miss those long hours with your children. And that's how it was. So um, she graduated with her bachelor's at an older age. So she was um, over 30. I don't want to say her age. (laughs) But uh, whenever she did her bachelor's and then she furthered it up for her late 30s for master's. So she was persistent and determined to, you know, further her education and give us the opportunity at life and kind of give us another chance of excelling in those parts of our lives. And now she's principal of Kendrick Elementary. Yes, so she is the principal there. One of the few um, Hispanic principals mm-hmm. that we have in the school district here. And it's really just, uh, I consider her like a beacon of, of hope and positivity that I know whenever she can help someone, she that she is willing. Yeah. Um, and she goes above and beyond what's <laughs> asked of her. For sure. So she has a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. I love her. Our, like I said, we're now in her childhood home. Mm-hmm. So where her mom planted that seed of giving and, um, you know, opening her home for breakfast and giving for the kids that need a coat or sure. shoes or if there's kids playing in their bicycles and they're not as great she goes and asks them you know what do y'all want for christmas or how can i bless y'all how can i help right. y'all and right. um that's just her and they don't have to be her students or her children or her family even if it's her neighbor or her community and she sees yeah. the need she's there yeah. so she's so, great <laughs> so Isab- isabella you know going back to you how was it 
um, you know, because I would consider you Gen Z, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes. Gen Z. So, you know, I know that there's um, maybe a lot of differences of, of Gen Z and especially the generation before you and a few generations before you. How was it going to school, pr- speaking predominantly Spanish, growing up in a household where uh, maybe that wasn't Americanized as, yeah. as some of your friends' homes? What was that experience like? Um, it was definitely neat. I I enjoy it. I embrace uh-huh. my um, Hispanic heritage. But like I said, I would struggle. I still to this day struggle and say funny things. And um, my friends who are, you know, born and raised in Mexico, I mean, in Mexico and United States for many years, where their English is awesome and I'm still, you know, struggling. Sure. So I guess being raised in the home, it was more homemade meals. Right. And it was more, you know, we would go all out for the different Hispanic Heritage Month and mm-hmm. days, and we would always celebrate. I always had trenzas. My mom would always do my trenzas, and it was just what we loved. We knew how to do it. I had thick, curly hair, uh-huh. and we would always do it. So different ways that um, we highlighted those Hispanic traditions and heritage. And um, when I could, I would speak Spanish to my friends. And even if the friends that were, weren't getting English as good, I was able to be that kind of bridge between my teacher and my classmates that didn't know Spanish and I knew English and I knew Spanish and I was able to translate and to this day at HEB when I work there my small business I'm always able to kind of be more open with those um, language barriers and helping them so it's kind of a way that we were different and even helped the community around me with my um, Spanish speaking what are some of the things that you grew up with um, in your household in your home that Maybe at first when you were younger, you didn't appreciate them as much. But as you've gotten older, you're grateful that your parents have instilled that into you. Yeah, um, I would definitely say that they were very protective. You know, Uh I'm the only girl and they're boys. They could do whatever, but their girl, baby girl could not. So I didn't sleep over many people's houses and I didn't um, just go over many of my friends. My mom would always say, no, traelos aquí, you know, Uh bring them here. Um, and we'll have the boys go because, you know, if they right. were girls and they were younger. Um, so that was a big deal. You know, my friends, like I said, that have been here for many, um, that that kind of got worn off with their parents. They were more open and they would get dropped off at La Feria and they would go to the movies. And I was like, Mom, but they're going. You know, I was a little yeah. 13, preteen, um, wanting to go to the basketball games by myself in middle school. And it was more like, OK, when are we going, right. you know? Yeah. And um, that, I feel like, has made me who I am today. I'm very, I, I love, you know, I'm outgoing, but I'm still very observant and aware of my surroundings and kind of mama always instilled, be safe, you know, learn who you're with. And um, always, you know, it, it was a saying like, don't get around different bad parties or vibes or spirits. So it was very Christian and the typ- typical protective home. So we, I also didn't watch any of the scary movies, you know. Wow. Um, so the Hispanic culture and the Christian culture was like, if you let those espíritus like in you, like don't do it because they're going to open the door to something. Right. And to this day, I still don't. And now that I'm older, I, you know, I built my own relationship with Christ. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to yep. do it, you know. And um, back then it was like, well, my friends are watching the new Halloween movie or Hocus Pocus and some something, you know, that was so small to right. me back then. And I was but it like, was so big for you back yeah, then. Yeah, and it was big for me back then. And now it's like, now I kind of see where, you know, my mom wanted us to kind of build our own relationship with Christ and be like, okay, maybe it was wrong. And yep. typical, so those are some things. Um, we always went to flea market. Uh-huh. So we loved 
being at the flea market Sunday morning, Saturday mornings, whenever we were available. And it was just really cool. That's something so small, but traditional, yeah. you know, it was mainly Spanish speaking people at the Correct. flea market. And um, we would always bargain there. And that's what we had fun yeah. doing. And that was a big thing that I'll carry forward with my yeah. future children and marriage and say, you know, this is what we did back in the day because we were probably struggling. But mama didn't let us right. know that that was a right. family a family event that we all got up. My brothers would be so upset waking up early, but we were there early and buying the cool toys. So those are some cool little traits yeah. that I'll take forth. You know, it's funny you bring up the free, the flea market, La Pulga. Yeah. Um, because I don't think people realize the staple that it is mm -hmm. in a traditional Hispanic Latino yeah. home. And so uh, to have something like that here in Waco, <laughs> I think it's awesome, man. Uh, it goes to why it is always so busy on the weekends because mm -hmm. it's more for families. Um, it's more than just going out and shopping and bargaining, but it is a piece of home yeah. for them. And I think that is awesome that your parents also raised you that way. Yes, definitely. I love it to this day. We're going to have our first great grand or grandbaby in the family. First great grands is going to be everything. Um, my sister-in-law is pregnant and due in November. Yeah. So, we're so excited for baby Lozano, and um, to this day, my mom's like going to buy a little dinosaurs. He's due next month, and he probably won't even hold the dinosaur right. for, for months. Another year. Yeah, but she's like, I found all these dinosaurs for twenty dollars, you know, and she's there cleaning them and Cloroxing them for the babies, and I'm like, this is just awesome yeah. that we'll take forth this with Correct. our, you know, with our babies and my brother's baby, and we're excited. So that's a little bit. That's a big part, like awesome. you said, a staple in the Hispanic culture yeah. and in the Waco community. Correct. So I hope it, it stays strong yeah. for sure. So you graduated from University High School, went on to, uh, are going to finish your bachelor's degree yes. um, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and so congratulations Thank ahead of time. What has your experience at Texas A&M been like as um, a Latina, as a female, as a person of color in Central Texas, what has that experience been like? Yeah, so um, A&M has this myth of how, you know, it's like really segregated, but A&M mm -hmm. has, through recent years, of course, I'm not going to speak with before my generation, but they've tried to really integrate Wonderful. all the different cultures and languages, language barriers. There is a, you know, um, it's called a Society of Professional Hispanic Leader mm -hmm. Engineers at A&M and they ex they're actually been throwing a Latinx um, graduation ceremony that's only in Spanish for you know my grandparents yep. my parents on the day after graduation sure. so it's been awesome um, there's of course still those boundaries with sure. your peers and in classmates and you'll hear smart comments and you know like and not only as a Hispanic but a Hispanic lady mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in engineering and in STEM and you know it's like well i can do you know xyz and well, isabella do you need extra help you know and comments like that where it's like you know we're sitting in the same seat right, you know right. where there were no different kind of like those passive aggressive comments yeah, yeah just kind of those little slugs right, you would right. say now in our Correct. gen z generation and or maybe i didn't score as great of an exam because ultimately like i said i'm a product of wake ysd so i didn't have all the nice private tutors that mm -hmm. everybody did and extra lessons and 
um, now, thankfully, um, university has grown so much. Absolutely. And their electronics and STEM major degrees that they have and those academies that they have. But back then, there wasn't circuit mm-hmm. analysis and this in-depth physics where now there is. And um, I always kind of saw that boundary between those people and students who come from, mm-hmm. you know, Sugarland and the Woodlands or, um, you know, Highland Park in Dallas. And they all go to A&M and... I'm like, well, I'm from Waco, Texas, proud. Yep. And it's been awesome. There's, of course, there's been some kind of adversity with it. Um, your teachers, you kind of got to ask more for help versus, you know, if you're struggling um, and they're they're not struggling, then they're like, oh, we're good. Let's make the test harder. Or now I have to, you know, speak and speak up and say, hey, Dr. Goulart or, you know, doctors on, I'm struggling with this or help mm-hmm. me, guide me with this and seek out those own resources for my own self. Um, just because, like I said, I don't have all the tools, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that one day my kids will have those that, tools, right? Go. And then there it'll just go. be continuous and we'll keep growing um, slowly but surely. And I'm so proud to say that my mom's a campus principal, you know, and, and then one day my kids, that's what I tell my mom. I'm like, one day my kids would say, my mom's an engineer, that's you right. know, and an yep. electrical engineer at that. So it's beautiful to see kind of what I've started and my own self. And I kind of use that as a motivation and say, you know, one day my kids will have that upper hand mm-hmm. and have those tools and resources. And also um, makes me want to reflect and say, how can I help my community? Right. right? right. How can I go. help my those girls who are like me and a little that are intimidated. Up behind you yeah. though also as well. So um, I anytime anyone reaches out and says, Isabella, how did you graduate? How did you graduate um, university with MCC degree? Or mm-hmm. how did you graduate university debt free or A and M debt free? So I'll be graduating debt free. Awesome! Um, that is amazing. Yeah, and it's awesome. I'm so grateful. Like I said, my mom went to school, so I was debt free without having that first gen, you know, sure. scholarships, but. I tell people all the time, there's so many scholarships and a lot of students are really limited and don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. And I know like a lot of my dad's friends um, have younger kids and they're, you know, Spanish only. Their parents are still kind of where my parents were. And I'm like, hey, if your daughter needs help, reach out to me. You know, I um, messaged on Facebook today and it was like, my, you know, my niece needs help with scholarships. Could you? And I'm like, of course, I have a list of everywhere. Mm -hmm. I even know more more scholarships and hopefully I my prayer is one day I'm successful enough to get back to my own community you know and provide a yearly scholarship and it might be small starting up but hey I one day that will multiply so that's kind of how it's gone through A&M is with the adversity it's given me motivation for my children and for my community how can I help them how can I sow a seed within them and tell them I was a university student in that chair with you. You know, we were no different. My mom still lives in the barrio. You know, yep, like yep. it's we're still in the Waco, South Waco at that. Yep, so I'm proud of it. Yes, for sure. We're not moving anytime soon. So, for anyone watching this, I always tell them if y'all need help, Isabella Zano on Facebook, Instagram. Y'all feel free uh-huh. to reach out to me with all that information. So, so tell us a little bit about Hope by Isabella, which I love the concept that yeah. you've done. And this is, I mean, you are a business owner. <laughs> you are, um, if you don't mind me, 21, 22 years 22, old? 22, 22 yes. years old, entrepreneur, um, about to receive your, your bachelor's. Tell us more about Hope by Isabella and where can people find it? 
Sure. So Hope by Isabella is helping others prosper economically. Um, it, so it's we, an acronym. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That is wonderful. And um, Hope by Isabella helps preserve the traditions and culture of the artisans' work through these handmade garments and accessories that I bring mm-hmm. back from Mexico. And my goal, like I said, is to help them prosper economically and give back to them in any way and help keep buying from them, you know, right, without... Right trying to bargain or get a great deal or wholesale no just buy every single piece has a price and i pay that times Mm -hmm. whatever i buy and i just hope by helping them in that way and then spread it to my own community so um not only today in this month this hispanic heritage month do i celebrate you know my beautiful hispanic heritage but every day you know and i share the waco community and i say come you know celebrate it with me i invite you to come to my um culture and it represent my community that we have here in waco and sure enough that's kind of how it got started um my grandfather is a missionary in oaxaca mm-hmm. mexico he's been there for 11 years mm-hmm. now and i would travel during high school to go visit him and i would bring back garments and accessories and everybody would say where did you get one from how can i get one mm-hmm. here in waco and i kind of stirred something up in me i knew there was something needed right, here right. in the waco community and if it was in Waco or outskirts of Waco, it would be super expensive, you know. And um, so I was like, I want to do something, but I don't want to, you know, overly price it. And I also didn't have tons of money to just buy everything, you know. So I started small and I was doing it um, at my, through my living room <laughs> during COVID-19 and Facebook. Is this a whole by Isabella piece? It is. So this is a Wonderful. fully embroidered blouse from Oaxaca, Mexico. You can see my my different Um, beautiful embroidery here it's all handmade and um it started slowly like that and i just launched off through facebook and then i did my little mobile boutique through markets and now we're over five thousand followers on facebook and instagram and we've shipped to about 15 different states here in the united states and we've gone to about seven different states or i guess peninsulas i don't know what Uh the i know Uh mexico is a little bit specific Mm -hmm on where they go but their states to us right mm-hmm. so um it's been awesome that's kind of how it started and i i of course my grandmother was a big go- giver and she would sell a lot in her community as a pastor's wife my grandpa's a big giver and mm-hmm. um gives back as much as possible to his church and his community then my mom so i kind of had always had that in me right and i wanted to do something to further that in my generation oh, so, i love that yeah it's been awesome and I enjoy sharing everything with everyone. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you one more question before yeah. we end today, okay? The name of the podcast is Orgullo Hispano, Hispanic Pride. Sí. Uh, what is Orgullo Hispano to you? So Orgullo Hispano to me would be speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. right? And eating the beautiful hand- homemade Mexican cuisine mm-hmm. and food and just representing it in all positive aspects, being nice to someone and saying, wow, that Hispanic was nice, you know, right, right. and um, being able to be a translator at my job and all of that combined and so much more um, going to Mexico. I just became a Mexican citizen through my dad. Congratulations. Sí, so, soy una orgulla mexicana. Felicidades. Y ahora sí puedo skip the line yeah. and, and at the airport and you know going back and you know giving back Uh to my hispanic heritage and culture and um showing my future kids spanish and orgullo hispana 
yeah, that's what it symbolizes to me is being strong and um, confident in who you are and your Hispanic heritage, representing it every single day of the year, right? And I'm trying to be a, a light to this world through my Hispanic heritage okay. and language. Awesome. Isabella, it's been a pleasure getting to know sí, you. Uh, thank you for being here. And thank you to our audience. I would encourage you, please look for Hope by Isabella. You will see her at pop-ups. You will see her at different vendor markets. Um, and I'm sure <laughs> she has something that you will fall in love with. Uh, before we end today, again, thank you so much to our sponsors, the Leadership Empowerment Group, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, and TFNB, your bank for life. Thank you <laughs> and take care. This episode of Agoyo Hispano was made possible through the generosity of these sponsors. The Hispanic Leaders Network is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Our vision is to develop and empower current and future leaders to make a difference in the community. To sponsor a future Agoyo Hispano podcast episode, email hlnwaco at hln-waco.org or visit the HLN website at www.hlnwaco.org.